I welcome you to this moment around God's Word and prayer today. So good to be with you. In this last week, walking through highlights of the book of Isaiah, Isaiah in chapter 59 makes a really interesting um, proposition. Like, is it possible that as God gets older, his hearing is starting to go? Or his physical stature is starting to shrink? So his arm isn't as long or strong as it used to be. They say, well, that's ridiculous. God's God. He doesn't get older. He doesn't get smaller. But in some ways, God's ear does get deafened and his arm does get shortened when it comes to his capacity to intervene in our lives. And this is where Isaiah goes in verse 1 and 2 of Isaiah 59. He says, surely, well, it may look and feel like it, The arm of the Lord is not shorter than it used to be. And it's not too short to save. Nor is his ear too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Now I think those two verses are priceless because they really are the foundation for our need for the gospel of Jesus Christ, our need for a savior. And God's saying it's, it's not God that's limited here, but there is something that has caused God to turn his face from you. And, and there is something that separated you from your God, and it's your sin. And so he unpacks this in a few verses later, verse 14. So justice is driven back. God looks at the world, he looks at our lives, Justice is driven back. We're all self-serving and selfish. And righteousness stands at a distance. We don't do what's right. And truth has stumbled in the streets and honesty cannot enter. That marks so many of our lives. Truth is nowhere to be found and whoever shuns evil becomes a prey. I mean, you're going against the grain if you start trying to live a righteous life. And the Lord looked and he was displeased that there was no justice if I could paraphrase those verses with, with, with one verse from the pen of the Apostle Paul, it would be Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So he's saying, you know, the Lord's ear's not deafened, it can't hear you. His arm's not shortened, so that it can't reach far enough to save you. But your sins have separated you. And he, he unpacks that there's everywhere, there's dishonesty and unrighteousness and deception and rebellion against God. And so verse 16, he goes on, uh, uh, Isaiah goes on to say, he saw, God saw that there was no one, and he was appalled that there was nobody to intervene. So who, so here's God, here's, here, here we are, here's our sin blocking us from God's grace, and yet we've chosen sin's way rather than God's way. And, and God was appalled that that there was not yet a way to bridge that. And so he did something about it. So his own arm achieved salvation for him. He looked. He was appalled that there was no one to intervene. So he decided to intervene himself. And his own righteousness sustained him. If I was to paraphrase that verse from the pen of the Apostle John in the New Testament, it would be John 3.16. For God so loved the world that in this stalemate between him and us, because of our sin, God decided to step in and do something. He loved the world so much, he sent his own son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, 
but have everlasting life. I'm just stunned at the love and grace of God sometimes. I hope you're not taking it for granted. Listen, he stepped in where no one else could bridge the gap between you and God. Turns out God's, God's arm is plenty long. He can save today. He can intervene. His ear is fully attentive to us. We just needed somebody to step in the gap. And now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we, we can be heard by God. And he reaches out to us in saving power. So in the very next verse, as he's talking about God taking it upon himself to do the saving work, he said, uh, Isaiah said, he put, verse 17, he put on righteousness as a breastplate and the helmet of salvation on his head. He decided to act in righteous, imparting, saving ways. He put on righteousness as a breastplate, the helmet of salvation. He put on the garments of vengeance and wrapped himself in zeal as a cloak. I don't know if that reminds you of anything, but that would have been the verse that Paul was thinking about when he said, now because of Jesus' saving work, we can stand firm against the devil because we are what? We have the breastplate of righteousness and we can carry the helmet of salvation. And Paul goes on to say, and you have the shield of faith to quench every fiery dart of the devil and you have the belt of truth around you. This, th this is all out of Isaiah chapter 59 where it's a, telling us the greatest message ever heard. Our sins have separated us from God. But today, you can stand in the strength of a saving God who himself put on the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness so that in Jesus, we could be clothed with all of that ourselves. So I want you to take hope. I don't know how disappointed you are with yourself today. I don't know how disillusioned with what may or may not be happening in your life and why God's allowing it. But Jesus has acted savingly towards you. Come to him for forgiveness and then trust him to be clothed with his saving life today. Father, we thank you for this. We love you. Clothe us with the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation. Help us to take up the shield of faith. Help us to stand in the spiritual battle. Not because we're impressive, but because you intervened when there was no one else who could. And we praise you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.